0: Scheduled, always consistent, musical listening podcast on the Internet tubes. It's the SNS Album Listening Club, and I am joined once again by my good pal Taylor. Hey there, Byron Halcher. Hi. And the Album Listening Club's very own Steve Urkel. It's boner. <laughs>
1: Did I do that? That sounded like Hank Hill doing a Steve <laughs> Yeah, that
0: impression. was like a uh, Hank Hill doing a bad Steve color impression. <laughs> I don't believe you know my mother. I'm sorry, my voice isn't that high-pitched. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how's everyone doing? Yeah. I mean, it was just like, it feels like just last week we were here doing one of these, huh?
1: Yep, yeah. it's been exactly seven days. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of time yeah, I mean, to listen to a new album and formulate opinions.
0: I I'll
2: be honest, it it I think it's been a little bit longer than 7 days.
0: I'm not I, usually good good with dates, but I No, nah, Byron, that's that's just your 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 weed cigarette brains talking right now. You're, well,
1: well, it it depends on how you define days. Like if you're on a planet with a slower rotation, it could have very conceivably been seven days.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polly, you just need to slow your rotation. I got a rotation for you right here. How about that? You can't even see me flipping you off, but there you go. I'm imagining you, like,
2: spinning in an office chair or something like that.
0: I could, I could do that, but I have headphones on, and I'd probably just yank my entire computer off the fucking desk if I did that. <laughs> That'd be very silly. I can take my headphones off and spin in my chair if you want. Well, maybe during uh, one of our
1: our many commercial breaks. Okay. Why don't you? Do you want me to do it now? Wait, we monetize
3: this. <laughs>
0: we just noticed you
3: pulled your computer off of your desk. Would you like to update Skype?
0: Oh my god, man! <laughs> Skype is the only chat program that I use. Every time it updates, it's like, yo, hey. You know, usually, most programs are like, okay, I need to start. Uh, you know, I need to restart. No, Skype just wants to restart your entire fucking PC for some dumb reason. I'm sure
1: it has nothing to do with most of the APIs being baked directly into the OS.
0: That's probably a good point. Man, I did a, a Windows update last night, and then when Windows rebooted, it was like, yeah, I don't, you don't have a desktop. What are you talking about? And I was like, what? No, I'm pretty sure I had one of those before you happened.
1: Explorer.exe, what's that?
0: <laughs> yeah. There was one time um, back when I was using Windows XP, it, it, Windows XP forgot what EXEs were. It didn't know what to do with them. I thought it
1: was crazy. a Unix system. I in had which to, file
0: extensions mean nothing. I had to go into my registry and deep dive some shit to fix that. Mm, that was I, I, You should ask me for some, some registry yeah, tips. Yeah, ask Byron for some hot fucking registry tips. Jesus Christ. Just am a Mac user what is the this bullshit? User shit. Byron deleted his whole registry once. Not... I don't think it was the whole registry. It was enough to cripple a system. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was. It was a very important part of the registry. And this guy is a coder now. Yeah. How you does see, this I'm happen? See, I'm a, Ma- I'm a Mac user. I don't even know what a registry is. <laughs> it's a thing you do for weddings. We're a music podcast, by the way. Um, and since and 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 like you know the the thing we do here is. So One of the four of us picks an album, we all listen to it, we come back together, and then the three of us bash it. That's basically you know, how it goes. Yep. Know. And this album was chosen by Taylor, so she's the one leading this podcast, which means I get to be lazy. <laughs> so, Taylor, take it away!
3: Alright, so, the album I inflicted on my esteemed guests this uh, period of time in which an event begins, continues or ends <laughs> is pink by boris right boris is a japanese three piece band of ambiguous genre yeah they they stretch everything from like psychedelic rock to drone and straight to just like abject noise terror yeah
0: <laughs> Abject noise terror. That's pretty good uh, an apt description.
3: Yeah. And they release about five albums every two seconds. As of this date, their solo studio output is sitting at 23 albums since like 1998. That's And a- that's not even... That's, a lot That's not even counting the seven collaborations with Mersbau two collaborations with Michio Kurihara, and one collaboration with Sun. Jesus Christ. That's a well, lot of material. When,
1: when, you record, <laughs> when you record the magnetic fields that the pickups get from the air conditioner, the albums basically write themselves.
0: Yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, these guys are... Well, these two two gorgeous men and one lovely lady do like to crank everything up into the red and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: We, we want to see if there is a color on this console that is beyond red in some <laughs> cases. They've gone to plaid. Yeah. <laughs> every, every mixing console just kind of cries any time that it has to mix a Boris album.
3: Yeah, inter- interestingly, I do believe these guys cut everything to tape before transferring to Pro
0: Tools. <laughs> cool. That's actually really interesting.
3: Yeah. So, you know. it do- So it probably doesn't start off this loud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, some introduction to Pink. Pink is an album that recently celebrated its... 11th anniversary, but it's 10th anniversary in America, and we're what matters. Exactly. (laughs) And it was pretty much sort of the album that introduced Boris to a wider audience beyond just the really weird basement dwellers who listen to this kind of crap.
0: I was a weird basement dweller then, because Heavy Rocks was the first album I had uh, listened to from them. (laughs)
3: Also a good one. Yes. (laughs) So... Uh, getting, jumping right in, uh, for the record, we're listening to the Southern Lord CD version, which is distinct from most other versions. The vinyl version, for example, is about 20 minutes longer, and the original Japanese cut is about eight minutes shorter. Mmm. So, kicking right off with a bang the first track on this album is titled Farewell. So, what did you guys think of it?
0: Um, Titling the first track Farewell, that's <laughs> kooky. That's right. <ridden>, it's like <laughs> calling the first track outro. Um, Man, this was not how I would have started this album. You just got like a seven minute slog that's just kind of <laughs> I feel it's just real nondescript.
3: Interestingly, this is the, they actually close concerts with farewell. That. Even concerts, even concerts where they're playing Pink in its entirety. That makes a lot more sense.
2: <laughs> um. No, I uh, I definitely thought it was it was like a super chill uh, track. Like having having looked up Boris a little bit before I listened to the album for the first time and seeing that it was. Uh, like you said, they were, like, very multi-genre in, like, drone rock and, and sludge metal and other stuff. Uh, and this was, like, very spacey, space rock. I, I, I was super... Uh, I was pretty into it. Like you said, like, it definitely had, like, ending, closing track uh, vibes. Like, I definitely 100% believe that they close out uh, their shows or their sets, like, with this uh, track going on for, like, probably forever instead of like the seven minutes that we had to open up the album. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I thought it was cool, I guess going and expecting this just to be something like super heavy. Um, I know like you mentioned Taylor, you saw them open for
3: electric wizard recently. Uh, Yeah. It was part of this huge festival in Las Vegas called psycho Las Vegas, which is just the stoner festival. (laughs) (laughs) And. They were actually supposed to be headlining the second stage, but a band had visa problems, so they moved Boris's set from, like, midnight to, like, 6 p.m., which meant I didn't have to miss Electric Wizard. Cool! (laughs) And they just, yeah, it was the Pink US Tour, so they played Pink in its entirety, and it was amazing! Awesome! Awesome. So,
2: So that's, like... That's definitely like I was definitely going into this expecting kind of like Electric Wizard like heavy in your face. So I thought it, I thought it was kind of uh, it was it was nice uh, nice to ramp up uh, to what we got with uh, some of the rest of the album. On it. That's uh that's what I kind of thought.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really brave of them to start the album out with a Deftones track. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I seriously thought this was going to be another deal like the Deer Hunter album. Not not the Deer Hunter, but Deer Hunter. The Deer Hunter album we listen to. Um, it's very interesting to have a spacey track like that where the, the underpinning guitars and their dropped D or B or whatever tuning that they use just... The entire time while mumbling gibberish over it and then in like an an airy almost i'm not really aware of my surroundings right now motif that we get from the vocals on this Mm -hmm. yeah that's
0: very common theme is that the vocals are very buried and kind of reverbed out in most of these uh, tracks
3: oh totally for the record it is drop b flat oh yeah wow (laughs) wow yeah
0: How low can you go? Yeah, no kidding.
3: (laughs) Sometimes they go to drop A-flat.
0: Fuck!
3: (laughs) I don't know how they do it, because Wata plays Les Pauls, and owning one of those, those things do not intonate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, what in the world? (laughs) What kind of, like, sixth-planet magic are you working here?
1: Sometimes they take their strings off their guitars altogether, and like... Stand on them with their foot and try to stretch them and pull them that way. So, sounds Like, like a washed up bass.
0: Sounds like something the presidents of the United States would do.
3: <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: Two string bass tar. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad so, track. Though. It's not a bad track. I just, I kind of would have preferred. It. I'm an idiot when it comes to album sequencing. Like I'm a real stickler <laughs> when it comes to that. And things I'm, like this being at the start of an album drive me nuts.
3: Yeah. I do kind of wonder whose decision this was because, uh, my own thoughts, I like this track, but, Mm -hmm. um, considering that you have these two really long songs with all of these shorter songs sandwiched between them, I definitely think Farewell would have worked better in terms of giving you a reprieve. Yeah. And, you know, instead of just... You know what we're about to experience is just a full-blown sonic assault for about 30 minutes
0: yeah yeah because this album's structure is very much like these two big monsters at the book ends and then just these smaller more condensed and focused tracks and kind of like in the middle
3: yeah interestingly enough i brought up that the vinyl version is about 20 is about 20 minutes longer than this version tell me they added all 20 minutes to the final track Nope. Oh, my. They added two minutes to Farewell, which comes as the third to last song. Uh Uh-huh. And they added nine minutes to the tenth track.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. And and I think one other track is a little bit longer. But, yeah, so this track, I feel like uh, Boris intended this song to actually be one of the ending cuts. Mm Mm-hmm. As evidenced by the fact that they closed shows with it, but I feel like um, either somebody in the label or somebody in the mastering department decided that, hey, why don't we just get funky and, you know, s- make a long song sandwich?
0: <laughs> yeah, a long song sandwich. I'll get a foot long, please. <laughs>
1: well, they're challenging our ideas of track
3: placement and taste. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, this song it's very it's very slow, very spacey and chilled out. They have just all of the effects turned on the guitars and all of the reverb on the vocals.
0: Like every effect ever on the guitars, by the way, not just like all the effects that we currently have on the pedal board, but like every effect that you could possibly throw on a guitar. They're all there. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I should send you guys a picture of their pedal boards. It's quite impressive. I've looked them up because I was curious after listening to this. Because, like, like I think that, like, Heavy Rocks is a much more straightforward album. And yeah. I think that it's a lot more accessible than Pink. <laughs> and it doesn't really strike me as the, the cacophony we are about to discuss. Yeah.
3: It, well, what what you don't get from the pedalboard pictures is all the vintage tape echoes on top of their amplifiers. That's even crazier. Mm, or go. their or their ten amplifiers. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of swim in the waters of gooey, heavy space rock for 7 minutes and 33 seconds, and then the title track, Pink, comes
0: on.
2: Mm. My favorite anime intro from uh, (laughs) 2007.
0: (laughs) I was gonna mention something very similar. This this definitely sounds like something I could have seen or heard in, uh, like, FLCL or something.
1: Yeah, the beginning of the um first verse is just it's like they're all standing in a field the wind's blowing they've got their backs to each other <laughs> there's cherry blossoms flying by and then when the song kicks in they're all like slinging out swords and Kamehameha's the oh, one chick scatter hands clasped over her chest like looking all worried into the distance
3: interesting Bleach you bring OP that up.
1: three <laughs>
3: <laughs> interesting you mentioned anime i do believe they did a song for the japanese commercial for Virtue's last reward what <laughs> seriously, seriously, look that up
0: I will have to look th- I had no idea
3: I think that song only exists in that commercial. They have never released it anywhere else
0: <laughs> that's really interesting you know, like <laughs> given, given that series it makes it makes a hell of a lot of sense that boris w- would, would would have contributed in some way, uh, yep. at least to the marketing that's actually really interesting i didn 't know that.
1: I'm sure it'll end up on a compilation later, like Ween's "Where'd the Cheese Go?" for that Pizza Hut commercial that never got made.
3: <laughs> so, what did you guys think of the song Pink?
1: <laughs> it's like red, but not quite.
0: Oh. Mm. Boom! I I think it's a a much better indicator. I think it would have made a better opening. Um, I think it's a good track. Uh, I mean, it's just like I think it's a lot more indicative of what. A majority of this album is which is just kind of like here's some very loud clanging um and I, it, it's a sonic assault not the most intense sonic assault we're going to be subjected to <laughs> oh no but it's very much preparing you it's building up to a, a very big sonic assault um it's just like you know it's driving it's got a good groove to it I like it I think it's pretty rad
1: yeah, it launches off of the intensity of like a uh, later at the drive in track, but with that weird coal chamber guitar riff, like <laughs> but like just like cranked up to you know ten times the speed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cold I
2: chamber. uh uh this admittedly was uh the track where I realized uh that the band wasn't singing in English.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> Japanese band and not just a mumbling gibberish band.
2: well the, with the first track like I kind of just assumed they were like yelling out English things and it was just like Aah! and I just couldn't like understand them uh
1: that was probably but, the most accurate impression we're gonna get on this yeah show. yeah the band that's featured here
2: <laughs> so that's like so now this I could actually like hear them and I was like oh they're speak they're they're like singing, air quotes, uh, in Japanese. Um uh yeah, but but yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh going from, from the last track into this one. Like I was getting really amped up uh for this album. Like having I don't listen to that much uh I, I guess it was interesting to me thinking about like uh as I mentioned the anime intro thing, like think I don't listen to that much like Japanese rock music uh and stuff like that. And so trying to think about how much things if this was like 2006 for like indie Japanese music how that's like continued to influence like uh Japanese like pop and rock music and all of that sort of thing like maybe other things that I've seen since then who could have charted their influence back to uh this album 10 years ago
1: oh yeah I'm sure Miku Hatsune could talk about some deep Boris cuts on yeah this.
0: no doubt no doubt all right, all right.
2: that's uh that's that's mostly i was i was super into this track though uh it it was uh it was good it's got a star on my uh
0: on my list of uh of tracks here Oh, look at you this guy stars things in Winamp. it's only one it's only one star though that's uh it's not not the not the most that sounds like the least amount of stars. I've I want to.
2: I want to make sure nobody like cuts out. You know, right now in the podcast is like, oh, yeah, Byron said this track was
0: good. But like, I can just quit right now.
2: Like, no, you gotta yeah. gotta keep tuning in. Both of you who are who are tuning in right I th- now. I
0: think Rock Grumbler is the only person that listens to this podcast. So. What up? What up, Rock I Grumbler?
3: Li- I think Rhett listens to it too. actually. Oh yeah,
0: he might. <laughs> both Look, of right. you, all right, all right?
1: All both uh, of our <laughs> fans red liked pc music volume
3: one yeah he loved it <laughs> uh, we might we might be able to convince the radio to listen to this one because radio's a huge boy Ab- yeah
0: absolutely mm. absolutely mm.
3: so uh my own thoughts on pink uh definitely this is one of my uh checked songs on spotify so clearly i must like it a lot <laughs>
0: I never understood rating system. Like, Winamp, it's got, like, this five-star rating system in it. And it's just like, who actually uses this garbage?
3: Yeah. Same I people mean, who go through
1: and reorganize their ID3 tags. People who
0: wrong. People who fucking use Rate My Music or something. It's like, who does that? Who does that crap? Yeah, at, at least
3: Spotify is just one button, and it adds it to a playlist of all the other songs you like. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a really good... It definitely... Uh, shifts into third gear with this song and goes full speed ahead and it shows off some of Wata's face-melting guitar skills. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And is definitely, yeah, a better indicator of what the album is going to be. Yeah. And and that it's Mm -hmm. just more often than not a, you know, hard rockin' kind of Almost hardcore punky deal. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. <laughs>
3: on the screen. What did you guys think of this one?
2: Was was there a tambourine through this whole
0: song? That's what I thought I was hearing, yeah. yeah like, like I agree.
2: Th- That's like literally, I just have tambourine in all caps. Uh, and that's like all of our uh, all <laughs> I really remember is like uh, that it being like all of a sudden it was like a two minute tambourine uh, track. Because <laughs> this is where it starts kicking into like uh, a bunch of really short songs, uh, yeah. if I remember yeah. well, compared to like seven and five minutes. Um, yeah, and, and so, but but I was super into it. Like uh, when it had the bits where it was just like the guitar solo track, to, like riffing a bit. Um, yeah. That was like that was a super cool part. But again, like the tambourine, like I kept like <laughs> I literally imagined this like huge like rock band, huge stage setup with like. Epic amps and stuff like that, like light show, and then just like some little like hobbit dude with a tambourine, just kind of like jamming out on the side Uh with his own. They
3: story. are, they are all very short. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they're. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of me with the guitar player and drummer after the show, and I'm like towering you
0: over them. Dwarf them. Oh, that's so great. That's so wonderful. <laughs>
1: Did they have a tiny stonehenge?
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: that's uh, with the dwarf. <laughs> no, but they did have an enormous gong.
0: <laughs> no stage show is complete without an enormous gong. Of course. Yeah. Atsua's drum kit is, is actually smaller yeah. than you might expect. No, I actually really expected a small drum kit. Honestly. Tons of cymbals, though. Yeah, lots of cymbals, <laughs> because those make the most static noise. <laughs> uh, yeah, this track, like, relentless. Just hounding, driving, absolutely, like, this is my kind of, like, this is kind of, like, w- with this album's production and the way it's produced, like, it is very gritty and raw, like, it almost sounds just live to tape, um, and...
3: how they record most of
0: it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it you know, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of meddling Even with the, it. Yeah. Uh,
1: like... It's hard to tell <laughs> yeah. if that's really what's going on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that that kind of sound works so well for this kind of song and like a lot of the songs that are on this album. It's just, yeah, this is loud and it's like in there, does its thing, and just gets out in under three minutes. And it's just really, really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the song it reminds me of the most is Anthrax is Caught in a Mosh. But uh. Anthrax is a band that always like, or at least the era that I listened to them um has like really tight timings really clean sound and this is just well one a lot faster than that typical kind of track and just like way over the top um they also start doing this like really abrasive feedback thing with the guitars almost like an early Jesus and Mary Chain track yeah <laughs> um yeah this one just like, if that one was anime intro, this is the, um... This is the scene where they go into the club, and, like, they're... You're hearing the kind of music that I'm sure when your grandparents heard Chuck Berry or whatever, they're like, oh, this is just all a bunch of noise, and this is the sound of Satan coming and poisoning the youth's minds, and it's like, no, this is what that really sounds like. You just don't like (laughs) that guy because he's black, and he's... He's got (laughs) sexual energy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I would say what this reminds me most of is probably like damaged era black flag. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've got you mentioned the tambourine, it almost reminds me of uh one of Black Flag's ten million drummers, Robo, used to wear these metal bracelets on his <laughs> hi hat arm. So you can hear the bracelets jangling in the hi-hat mic throughout that entire album. Yeah. <laughs> and it and it has that same kind of aggressive tempo and gritty production and total uh centering around you know the guitar with the vocals kind of buried into the mix yeah so yeah this is a good old fashioned you know moshing song here
0: <laughs> yeah this definitely I can see this lighting a pit up. <laughs> yeah, it was
2: really good. I totally. I I, liked, uh, I I definitely liked this. I thought uh, I thought it was one of the better of their like two minuteish songs.
3: Another two-minute-ish song. Nothing special. What did you guys think of this one?
0: Did my speakers break? (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Like, these guys saw, like, these guys, like, listened to Raw Power by Iggy Pop and the Stooges, and were like, can we do that, but times it by 11? (laughs) Jesus Christ, I've never heard a studio recording so blown out.
3: Yeah, What even
0: happened here? Like, I honestly thought, wait, did you accident? like, did you download this album and this was, like, uh, a bad rip? I had to go look it up to see, like, is this actually how this song sounds? This <laughs> does sound like a demo. Yeah.
1: Like and, like, and I don't even have a production background, but, yeah, just jarring from, like, the previous couple of tracks. <laughs> so I have written down here, Egg Raid on Mojo, because... <laughs> <laughs> Because it just sounds like a hardcore punk. It's like, we kind of don't know how to play our instruments, and we're definitely not going to put any effort into mixing this, so
0: yeah. here you go. This, like, yeah, this was... But the- knowing them, they probably put effort into yeah, like, to sound as jarring as possible. Yeah, like, there's probably a lot of production work that went into making sure this sounded as garbage as possible. <laughs> uh, this song is just no bueno. You know? It goes against every sensibility I have. Both as a musician and a producer.
2: (laughs) I okay. So like whenever I would try to listen to this, which was usually like in the morning, uh, on subway, uh, because it kind of drifted between like me and my coffee feeling, my brain feeling like I didn't have coffee yet, uh, and then like (laughs) amping me up for the day. So it was it was kind of good. But this was always the track where if i was just casually listening and just not really invested where i would quit out and i would just bail on the album um <laughs> and if i like if i made it through this 2 minute again track uh i would usually finish the whole thing out it would be good um but usually this is the point where i would like kind of come to and be like what the, what the fuck am i listening to it's like it's like <laughs> ten in the morning or something like that i i don't want this crap uh yeah. and i switch over to something else so that's like um it, it was cool. Yeah, again, like loud yelly and like high school mix, like it, it, it sounded like something if like I tried to make this kind of music, <laughs> like this is what would end up like I would end up producing um yeah. at this like quality level, I could hope. Uh but but yeah, that's that's mostly what I thought
0: about it.
3: <laughs> yeah, so this not the best song on the album to be sure. No, but what
0: was more jarring was hearing this song live. <laughs> yeah, like what is this? Because like I could like maybe see this actually being decent live. It sounds exactly like the album. What?
3: Okay, so here's so here's a little trick. When you have guitars tuned three steps below standard tuning, <laughs> and you have two people who have pedal boards filled with very bass-forward fuzz pedals. Right, right. Going into a bunch of very loud vintage amplifiers from before we learned things about efficiency and, you know, not distorting your power sections. Right. It turns out what you get is that, basically, you can make vintage tube amps clip like frickin' uh, boombox microphones. Wow, so good. that's that's real good that's use of that cool. equipment.
0: That's real good use of that equipment.
3: <laughs> yep, it's just that this is the song where they go, "Hey, let's turn on all of the distortion pedals and see what it sounds like."
0: <laughs> oh my god.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah, that's a. Uh, that was pretty interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, because I thought maybe this would have a cleaner sound live, but knowing that, no, it just sounds just as garbage live. Um, yeah, so that's,
3: yeah, that's not, that isn't the fault of, like, a bad microphone or a completely blown out, uh, you know, mixer input. That is what it sounds like coming off the guitar speaker.
0: Jesus.
3: These guys are kind of weird. I don't know if you picked up on that. No, I didn't,
0: I didn't pick up on that at all, no. It's just, I mean, <laughs> I thought pretty middle of the road, and then we got to this abnormality.
3: The song "Blackout" and to introduce this song, I have a fun little tidbit for you. Oh, did you guys? Did you guys know that Boris named themselves after a Melvin song? Yes. (laughs) I
2: couldn't tell.
3: No, not at all, right? (laughs) But
2: but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because
3: because I because this song totally doesn't sound like I flies off of gluey porch.
0: No, not at all. No, I didn't. I did. That is not anywhere in my notes at all.
1: I thought they were named after that titling software. In fact, when I saw we were doing Boris and I saw the album being shared, I thought you were sending us a pirated copy of Boris FX. Anyone? Anyone?
0: No. Oh, see, sounds. I was going to go with like, the pink joke and the, the singer. Because <laughs> she sings and her, her hair was pink for a year. What, and what's
1: the got... name of the girl in the band? Natasha? <laughs>
3: Blondie is a band.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you basically summed up like what I really thought about. It's it like, hey, it's a Melvin song.
1: <laughs> My first thought was "Sun O," but yeah, it's definitely Melvin's E.
0: <laughs> and it's good. I like it. It's yeah. like, it's like, it's like swimming. It's like feeling lost in a sea of abrasive noise and you're as peaceful as you can be in in a, in a situation like that.
3: This actually is the con- this is actually the opening song in the Pink concerts. What? And I think most of their so- and I think most of their opening sets. Well, huh.
0: interesting. But...
3: It it kicks right into Pink after this, but like this is sort of the you know, the lights go out and the fog comes on. Well, is, is
1: it possible that um, their English isn't that good and they thought they were calling their album Punk? <laughs> <laughs> this mess up of
0: Owl?
3: <laughs> um, their English is a lot better than you would think.
0: Yeah, they actually speak pretty fluently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom. But boner's just getting all sorts of owned on this on this one, huh? <laughs> Poor
3: boner. Look, like, look, like, dad jokes is what I bring to this production, okay?
2: Oh daddy.
3: Yeah. So I also I also like this song. It definitely uh is evocative of some of their more drony moments.
0: Yeah, for me it's probably like the most tolerable I get of the more drony stuff. I think. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's it's definitely it's not it's actually a little more straightforward than some of their like collaborations with Sun or Mersbau yeah. were. So, you know, hence the super apt Melvins comparison yeah, that at least yeah. two of us have made. <laughs> it's
0: it's it's much more accessible at least in in terms of that drony kind of dr- grungy style. It's it's yeah. the most accessible when you're going uh that route yeah
2: i i i i liked it was it was one of my probably one of my more favorite uh songs in the album as well uh yeah. in terms of like the drone uh mm-hmm. tracks the yelling bit uh i really liked uh yeah. i thought the
1: yelling bit was really good mm-hmm.
3: yeah. this is this is the first of a couple uh what i call sort of you know reprieve songs yeah where, you know, they just they just sort of hit the brakes and give you a moment to catch your breath before they burst into some before they burst back into fall gear to top gear. <laughs>
0: yeah, a little bit of a little bit of cushioning to kind of soften the you know, the body blows you've just sustained. Yeah. Especially after fucking that last track. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh,
3: another fun thing on the last track that I forgot and I didn't know until I saw it live is the bass player Takeshi uses um, this double neck instrument that has a bass and a guitar at the same time Mm -hmm. and on nothing special he plays on the guitar neck pretty much
0: exclusively. Oh, well I couldn't tell due to the near lack of bass in that track.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But he's back to playing bass on Blackout and on the next track Electric. Wait, uh...
0: Boner.
1: I was just gonna say that on a lot of the tracks, I couldn't tell that they had a bass
0: player. Yeah, well, that, that's. I think that's just a lot to do with the absolute fucking insane compression this album has, and just how everything is fucking squished into the same sound space. You can li- you, you know. can hear it, but it's very very hard to pick it out.
3: Mm-hmm. And, I think, and I think
0: that that's exactly what they were aiming for. Yeah.
3: I think originally Takeshi didn't play bass, like, on their first couple of albums that are just 60-minute drone songs. <laughs> but, um, it's also a factor of they are so friggin' drop-tuned that it's and the fact that the bass is just as distorted as the guitars yeah, kind of makes it difficult to tell just the difference.
0: really hard, yeah.
3: Just all mugs together. Yeah. yeah. on electric uh which is an instrumental track i think that the bass is a little more distinguishable than it has been on most of the songs so far
0: yeah i I Mm. think that it's a real good jam it's got a lot more i think it's got a lot more space in it than pretty much everything else on the album like like i I i hesitate to call anything on this album sparse but this is kind of like the most sparse I think we really get um, on mm-hmm. this album. And I think it's just like a really, really good jam. You know, just kind of like, yeah. again, this is sort of that reprieve you were talking about where you're you 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 you're being cushioned a bit because your ears kind of need uh, a little yeah. space to breathe. And I think this track gives you a really good uh, mm-hmm. space to kind of like chill out a bit more.
3: Especially since I think nothing special is DR zero and blackout is DR three. Wow! <laughs> Music nerds, look it up. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a good, it's a nice jammy kind of, uh, just really interesting, less echoed and distorted and blasted out kind of thing. Any other thoughts? No. <laughs> wow, what?
2: Did
1: your cat get on I, the mic?
2: <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. But, but
0: I... Oh my god. I backed out. <laughs> I, just, um, I just thought your cat was up on the mic there. How about you, Boner?
1: Right. Electric, Um, yeah, it's got like an early Black Sabbath. It's one of those uh, ones that actually moves... Um, And I think just going with the whole stoner aesthetic... Yeah, definitely. (laughs) ...that that we've alluded to. um, (laughs) Earlier, Black Sabbath, to me, I mean, they... Yes, they're um, credited with being the godfathers of metal, but really they were like a bluesy band and almost like towing into psychedelia. Yeah. And um, you can definitely see that that's where um, Boris gets some of their influence. Um, It just, it reminds me, I mean, not to put pin it to any one song but it reminds me a lot of Supernaut. yeah and um just huh. that yeah it, it's it's jammy and it's clean as clean as you can be on this album i guess relatively speaking um still with the drop guitar tuning and just the, like the really fuzzy nastiness but um yeah not, not bad <laughs>
3: Track, the hilariously entitled Pseudo Bread.
0: <laughs> if anything, this is my favorite track name on the album.
1: It's it's like when somebody can't remember the word for dough.
0: Yeah. No,
2: it's yeah. uh, you guys, you, you saw uh, Star Wars Force Awakens, right? She gets the like portion stuff from the fat space guy and she she puts the water in it and like bakes it up. It's all she makes pseudo bread. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I almost wonder if they wanted to call it Soda Bread, and somebody at the uh, translators messed up. For the, the <laughs> punk
2: album? Yes, this will be the perfect middle track for our punk album, Soda Bread. <laughs> soda
3: Bread.
1: <laughs> that was um, funny also, when you do it. No. I don't know
3: if you guys have looked up the translated lyrics to this album, but they're all kind of weird. Yeah, yeah.
0: and I have to wonder if that is just a case of bad translation, or if just like. No, these are just really weird lyrics. I
1: made the <laughs> decision not to even bother because I figured it was like unintelligible yelping anyway. You're, like yeah, an that's what,
0: You're mostly right.
2: This is the first album I haven't looked up the lyrics for. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's. I think that like vocals on this album are used mostly just as an instrument and not really. I don't think that there's a lot of meaning behind what's being said so much as just the intent.
3: Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if these guys did the deer hunter thing of stream of conscious
0: vocals and lyrics. <laughs> yeah, like that definitely. Like I could see these vocals being done in one take and just off the top of the head. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and some. I mean, some of them are you know more clear than others. This is not one of them. No,
0: absolutely not. Mm. Um, but as far as like overall thoughts on this track, I mean, I think it's like. A decent mid-tempo kind of jammy thing, uh, but like mm. other than like the extremely blown-out intro, like I yeah. don't think anything really stands out for me on the, this track in particular, other than its silly title. Yeah, I think I
2: I like the it being a like kind of faster like metal side of things more than just like straight noise, um, and the the. The vocals uh, they did they did kind of more. I felt like they stood out more on this track as opposed to others.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, even though again, like I didn't look up the lyrics or knew what they were saying, uh, I understood at this point they were speaking Japanese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I thought it, like it went. I thought that worked worked out like pretty well for the song. I thought like they were executing like what they were trying to do with the song like pretty well. It it came out and it was it produced pretty well. Mm. Um, for what they were going for. Right.
1: (laughs) I like how you can kind of pick out little Zeppelin influence uh, riffs here and there uh, amongst what's another at the drive-in, you know, relationship of command era, just like explosive in your face. Um, One thing I want to mention is that the, uh, the guitar vamping on this track and, you know, throughout a lot of the album, the guitar just some the lead guitar feels like it's going off just in like completely opposite directions of you know song structure be damned or you know where this is supposed to be the chorus or if you're supposed to be paying attention to the lyrics because it's almost like it treats the lyrics just like another voice in the jam session yeah yeah and the guitar is just like not even trying to play off it or even like let it have any breathing room but it's just like oh hey you know whatever. Um, you do you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go off into the stratosphere now. Like,
0: well, it's like we're coexisting, but we're not doing anything <laughs> remotely similar.
3: We are jamming in the studio, <laughs> in the I same mean, vicinity. I, I do believe that these songs are written, if not in studio, in rehearsal. So they don't like show up with, you know, coherent thoughts.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's definitely the vibe I get from this entire project.
3: Yeah. I mean, there the, some of their more recent albums are cases where I feel like they tried to dial it back a little bit but this is not one of them this is like distilled Boris here yeah yeah so yeah i i like it i do i do think it's got kind of a you know st- stompy head nodding zeppelin kind of feel to it mm-hmm. but it is i think it's one of the more uh if not forget not forgettable tracks just one of the less uh distinct tracks <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree.
3: Interestingly, <laughs> the Zeppelin comparisons because I feel like the next track after burner has sort of like a you know slow, heavy when the levee breaks kind of feel to it <laughs> mm, yeah, you can see that
0: or hear that, given that's yeah. what you do with music anyway yeah unless, unless
3: you're, you're s- I was just about to say that you bastard <laughs> or, or
1: or you can turn on those uh, winamp visualizations that we're also fond of.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. Everybody loves those, and they use them on a daily basis.
1: And Actually, I've it. seen bands who turn those on on a projector, a rear projector screen behind them.
0: Well, you know, you gotta have a light show of some kind. <laughs> Twenty years in the future, they'll
2: use the iTunes uh, like planet orbital visualizers, like retro nostalgic effect. <laughs> mm.
0: Um, I guess yeah, like this is very. Kind of like Zeppelin-y, trudgy, muddy, meandering. I like it. I think, like, it's uh, another one of the... It's, not again, not sparse, but I think that it gives your ears some room to breathe. Um, probably drags on a bit too long for my taste, though. <laughs> I don't really think it yeah. goes anywhere really interesting.
1: Is this the track yeah. where the percussion just sounds like there's somebody clapping over top of it? Oh. Uh. I may have I it confused remember. with another
2: one. <laughs> I don't remember that
1: specifically.
2: No, it's I know, what, I know what he's talking about.
0: I know what he's talking about. I just can't remember if it's this track specifically.
1: Should there is I? a lot of mumbling on this one. That oh, that is yeah.
0: definitely a thing I heard. Yes, there's there's oh, mumbling. Yeah. There's mumbling. This this definitely
2: felt like more of the like Electric Wizard uh, vibe. Like definitely, I felt. Yeah, I, I felt like it was uh, especially like the vocal, the vocal and guitar part. Like them in sync for like whatever
3: Um, but I liked it (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, I do do think this song uh, drags for about a minute longer than it perhaps should have but it is another one of those you know more room to breathe things, you know, the symbols don't get really oppressive until the last, like, minute and a half of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We kind of, they, they go for blow, they really love blowing out the outros. Like, that's sort yeah. of a real common theme of this album is like, mm. let's just crank it up as far as it'll go and then drop you off. I think this mm. is also kind of like, with, with Electric, Pseudo Bread, and Afterburner, like, right after each other, though, I was yeah. really starting to like like miss what the earlier parts of the album were doing though because like I feel that like this is the part of the album where I started kind of like just like even on repeated listens I do I would just start losing interest because I think it started Checked getting out. Yeah. it started getting too droney and too sludgy and just kind of not enough tempo um, yeah
2: I one thing. I, I was say, I just noticed this uh, uh I was going to say that afterburner being 4 minutes and 22 seconds long uh is 2 seconds too long. Boom. And then I actually noticed that Pink uh is 4 minutes and 20 seconds long uh the title yep. track in the album. There you go. Um <laughs> so so just to circle back
0: uh to that one. Uh he's making a weed cigarette reference by the way. Yeah. I'm That's what a, he's doing.
2: Uh, uh uh Japanese drone metal reference uh four twenty is the the time when all of the Japanese <coughs> high school students would leave school and go listen to drone metal uh in the parking lots.
0: Oh, is that what that means? Uh, yes,
1: yeah. Japanese school students don't drive cars
0: yes, yeah. nobody in Japan drives they'll have robots exactly <laughs> haven't you seen and... the evangelion yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, they just they just hop and they just climb back inside their mother's womb and hop their way to school. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. SPOILERS for a twenty year old <laughs> anime <laughs>
2: Christian themes though. It kind of segues yeah.
3: into the next track. Six three times. Hey.
0: I know what that means. It's a weed cigarette reference. It's a reference. weed cigarette right. reference.
3: It's a it's it's weed they have a weed reference and a Satan reference on the same album. Wow. I wonder if we have been listening to Electric Wizard and just never realized.
0: <laughs> Where's the PMRC? Let's get this banned.
3: Yes. Yeah. So yeah speaking of lack of tempo six three times is another uh sub three minute track near the end of this album that picks it up a little bit after the you know sort of doldrums
0: of tempo that we just got through yeah uh, thankfully um yeah i i i wish i liked the song more (laughs) but (laughs) but but in terms of pace and it, it, I see what you're doing there, and I
1: appreciate your effort.
0: Yes, I I get you. Like I get you, dog. I see where you're going. Just ah. no. That's 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 what I I
2: thought. Like I really like this track, uh, but they never went anywhere with it. Yeah, the yeah. It, they were just kind of like, uh, I don't know. We're, we don't have a bridge. We don't have an ending or an outro. So we're just gonna kind of like. Like, like, like jam on it, yeah. Let's just, yeah,
0: for let's, a let's, bit, just like. let's just play for a couple minutes and like, this, yeah. This felt like yeah. they had
2: they had like one minute recorded, and then they were just like recording like straight to tape. They just had one minute planned out, and then they jammed on it because the like, guitar solo, uh, in the same way uh, that the previous track, what is it? Uh, Nothing special. I think it was was like me trying to record a song. Like I thought the guitar solo on this. Like <laughs> this is me trying to do a guitar solo to this kind of music. Where somebody's just like, All right, Byron, just like go for it, dude. It's your turn. And then I'm like, Wow Let the music flow through you man. Yeah, my, I, my guitar's and, and, in my head. And then they're and then at the end they're like, Okay, that that's all the time we could afford. Uh at the recording studio. So we got to pack it up.
1: it up. audio tape yeah. and the store is closed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's kind of how I felt actually. Some of these, some of these songs <laughs> were just like, they just like snuck into guitar center and just like, they just like miked it, uh, while they were like wailing next to the wall of amps <laughs> and then like, just like booked it out of there two, two and a half
3: minutes later before, uh, before any of the, the store people came by. <laughs> It doesn't take two and a half minutes. No, (laughs) (laughs) they they pretty much pounce on you within two seconds if the amp is too loud.
2: Yep. Look, you just gotta tell them you're you'll buy the warranty, and then they'll they'll give you they'll give you some space.
3: Never buy Guitar Center warranties; they are such (laughs) bullshit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, but that's all. All I really all I thought about this song, Uh, the Hail Satan. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah, my thoughts. I just have a question mark written
0: three times. <laughs> I re- That's actually what. It, like he it, he doesn't just have three question marks written. He actually just has question mark written three times. Is what he wrote. Wait Comment. wait
1: wait. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Yes, that is exactly what I did.
3: You were has correct. He has a two-letter text. Translation. Uh. Next. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Uh.
1: I, I swipe left. Boom. Whichever direction it is, that means it sucks. No, I, I, I actually forgot, like, anything about this song. Um, If it didn't have two songs already on the album, almost exactly like it, maybe I would have <laughs> remembered more about it, but...
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is I think this is uh another one of those I think uh unlike Pseudobred, which I described as uh not forgettable but less distinct. I think six three times is the forgettable one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just kinda gets lost in like because there are like really good loud short tracks on this album. And like this just isn't one of them. Like, yeah, this was yeah. like loud and fast and and over and done with, but it's just kinda like yeah
1: Just like sex. Boom. Ah.
3: Three
0: times. Sex three times.
1: <laughs> sex sex
3: sex. So um live this this song had a bit of a jarring moment for me. Oh really? Because when it was over, uh Takeshi kind of Like tossed his double neck thing into the back, walked across the stage and grabbed one of Wata's guitars. Oh, so I I I think he may have, if not broken a string, like maybe blown out an input jack or something. Oh wow, (laughs) that's (laughs) what. (laughs) It's one of those. That's one of those uh, funny moments that just sometimes happens when you're a live musician. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Like you gotta do something.
3: But I do believe it doesn't matter because for the last three songs uh, My Machine and Farewell there is no
0: bass <laughs> Well hey, that it, it all worked out in the end
3: come into My Machine, which uh, is the only moment of undistorted guitars on the entire record. So Hotline
1: Miami 2 intro screen.
3: Yeah. I I do get, I get less of like a Hotline Miami intro from this thing and more of the, you just got done killing everybody in the level and now you're just kind of, you're kind of strolling out to the silence, looking at
0: the, the carnage that you created. Yeah. This is okay, a, time,
1: like time is, Miami. That's, that's what I meant to say.
0: This is like a fucking. Li- listen to me. Listen to me. I'm very angry at this track, okay? Because, <laughs> because this is a an under two minute instrumental that, that fades fucking, out. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> that. I, I think it
3: is the only fade out on the album. It is,
0: but why did it. Just, this didn't need to be fade. This could have been resolved very easily. No apparently reasons. it
3: gets apparently it gets resolved after eleven minutes on the vinyl track. Wow, that's a that's a bit much for this, yeah, this I think? Yeah, this for, song goes on eleven minutes on the vinyl.
1: What? But that would almost make sense, because this just sounds like a demo, kind of like Electric sounds like a song they didn't finish.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this was just I think this was just a song that when they were cutting this to cd somebody at the mastering plant was like okay dude this is actually too long for cd so you got to pick one of these tracks that you cut short and this was the song they faded out
0: and they did it in like the it's just like the the fade out doesn't even make sense it's just like here's a guitar thing that's happening and then it stops happening and then like, Oh, although
3: my... I, I think like terms... guns.
0: Kind
1: of like on video game soundtracks where something's meant to loop and it just, like, doesn't have a logical fade-out. So you're listening to the OST and sometimes it'll maybe loop once. Yeah. For what was essentially, like, a a 40-second track anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, that's, that's it. Imagine this about 20 more times or however long till you go to the next screen.
2: So here is, here's my hypothesis. Uh, was that this... Part was actually a part of the next track and that this album was actually only 10 songs long. Um, but they didn't have a good way to bridge between this like ambient like uh, that's exactly how the song
0: It's uh, exactly what sounds. the song
2: sounds like. <laughs> um, but they didn't have a way to transition between these two minutes uh, and the next track so they just faded it out and cut it as a second track uh so maybe that that was my that was my hypothesis if it's eleven minutes uh i'm still I still could believe that it could be an eleven minute intro uh,
0: <laughs>
2: to the next track still um, yeah yeah um at all but yeah this wasn't this wasn't even a song I thought this was just an ambient intro like if this was the first track in the like how much how much just kind of like noodling did uh, farewell have before it like really kicked off? I feel like it had like, like
3: thirty seconds. <laughs> okay,
2: but 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 still, you know what I mean. This this wasn't even like a song. Uh, it, it was just yeah, menu music like you, you said. It's, it's
3: it's the it's the it's the subtle feedback after you get done killing everything at Hotline Miami. Yeah, yeah, although, yeah. Although I mean, Boris is not shy of letting intros go on too long they have an album called flood where part one is like an eight minute track that is literally one double tracked guitar loop where they slowly shift the second track out of phase so it sounds like there's some kind of fucked up uh tape thing going
0: on oh my god you ever just feel that sometimes musicians are a little up their own ass hmm
3: yeah Probably these guys are really nice, though.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm like I, I, I know, but it's just like it's just kind of like you do a video games podcast too, and you think, man, you ever think sometimes indie developers are a little up their own ass? Apparently, the
3: A2MR guy, is, AM2R, oh my God. I'm A two MR guy,
0: AM two R, I'm gonna punch it, that motherfucker in his <laughs> face. I'm gonna punch that motherfucker.
1: Yeah, fuck that ASMR guy.
0: Yeah, fuck him and his stupid sound stuff. Whatever. So
3: this is a video game where. I'm going to remake an old shitty black and white game into a work of utter genius. I am Peter Molyneux.
0: Oh my god.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Structural. So, on its own, this song isn't very interesting. But structurally, in terms of listening to this album straight through, I think it plays an important part because it's sort of, it's like you're in the eye of a hurricane where there is no wind. And then the hurricane sort of moves over you because it blasts right in to something we've been alluding to (laughs) for a while. (laughs) abandoned myself and this song is fucking bonkers
0: yeah I like the part where it's a song anyway wait (laughs) I wanna wanna cut in here
2: um because I I went I went rogue I went maverick uh I and I I didn't listen to the cut that you gave me I listened to the Spotify uh version that they had um which I believe is the Southern Lord CD release version.
0: Um, that's which the one we'd, we listen to, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it is. The Spotify version and the Southern Lord CD version okay. are the same thing. Yeah. So you
0: listen to the
2: 18-minute version of this track, yes. is what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. oh, I was just making sure... Okay, good. Uh, because, again, <laughs> that's 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 why I thought the last one was just an intro track, because this was just... Uh, and I kept re-listening to it, to the outro part of it, like, trying to think maybe there's gonna be some in here, some, like, weird tool hidden thing, um, where I'm just, like, missing the bit part of it, but, like, no, it's literally just, like, some, like, crappy fuzz static outro, um, (laughs) to the whole thing, and, like, I'm, it was a really fun jam out at the beginning, I thought, but, like but man again this was just like a 20 minute track that they were embarrassed by i thought between this and my machine uh and they're like nah, we just we'll just make it 18 minutes and then and then we won't feel so bad about it
0: i like no. i like like i said i like the part where this is actually a song and that is what the first 5 <laughs> 6 minutes and then it's just 13 minutes of guitar feedback that's yeah. utterly stupid like why i don't This is the part where I just threw my hands up and said, I don't get it. (laughs) You see, this is my favorite song on the album. I like this song. I like the song part that's a song. That's the good part. Like, part, like, (laughs) that first five or six minutes is great. And then it's. Mom and dad, you just don't get it. And then it's. You just just don't understand. Like, I know, like, I'm going to sound like a fucking Philistine, but it's just like, what is your 13 minutes of feedback trying to fucking tell me here? Like sonically, it doesn't even make sense, well, okay, so the vinyl version of this
2: I'm looking at it now is my machine, the eleven side side c of the vinyl version of this is my machine for eleven minutes, then farewell nine minutes is 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 in there the first track of it like um and then side d uh is just only this for eighteen minutes, so I think they just filled up three quarters of this record, and they're like, well, we got like eight minutes of record left. Like, yeah. Gotta do, gotta do something with it. <laughs> yeah. Which is also how like uh nothing special got on there. They just had two two extra minutes on side A, and they're like, okay, we'll just throw one of our demos on there.
3: So maybe this is just where my music taste diverges significantly from the general population, but I love this in all eighteen minutes and sixteen seconds of its gloriously overindulgence s- splinter.
0: I don't. I hesitate to even call it overindulgence, though. It's just feedback. That's not indulgence. That's just eh. There's no, the
1: uh, no, no, no. Because at one point the drums do come back in at okay. a regular four-four tempo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Over the but... feedback.
3: And then there's six minutes of after the drums go away again. Yep. But no, it's you know, I like drone. This is droning. Yes yeah. it's, it's like this song is like a microcosm
0: of everything that Boris is. Oh, well, I can see is how I can see that. Like I can yeah. definitely see like, you know, you've got all elements of what they do and you've got all elements of what this album has done really but oh boy
3: yeah condensed it last... in, condensed into a third of the album's total running oh, time. oh yeah
0: it's just it's <laughs> so good man
3: the... and you know even when they're not playing just the album pink in its entirety this song is a concert staple
0: <laughs> so is this is all eight minutes of feedback a staple as well
3: yeah, they play the whole thing. They just chunk the guitars in a pile and just like walk off. Yeah, and, like I smoke it's, break. It's
0: like what is what do you even do? Like what is nope, that
3: even... They they <sighs> let chords ring out for about a minute, and then they hit the next chord. Oh my god. And they fiddle with the echo pedals and all the other fun stuff and Atsuo crowdsurfs because he's not doing anything special.
0: <laughs> yeah, well he he doesn't have much of a part. In uh, that part of the song. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, like, the third or fourth time I listened to this, I started to wonder, is this all, like, one continuous recording? Or did they splice together different little bits of feedback? And if so, are those seams even detectable?
3: No, this is one recording. (laughs) I guarantee you they did this in, like, one take. (laughs)
1: Fantastic. Yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> yeah, sounds glad, like one thing. Glad tank. they nailed it. Glad they nailed yeah, it. In one Wouldn't want to mess up those feedback parts. <laughs> I'm sure you practiced a lot.
0: <laughs> and I'm not trying to trash it. I'm not at all. I'm just saying. I let those last eight minutes. I don't get it. Yeah.
3: I mean, I knew i kind of anticipated when i suggested this album i'm like yeah they're gonna be on board with me for 10 tracks and then just abandon <laughs> myself is gonna happen and,
0: and then they're gonna just gonna abandon me and then they're just gonna <laughs> abandon me
1: uh, well i'm not i'm not opposed to songs that degenerate into chaos on principle like um "Rights of springs end on end it's you know it starts off loud and aggressive and then it just kind of falls apart after the song is done and it just turns into a jam session that turns into an atonal mess but it it maintains the aggressiveness and doesn't just all right here's here's some droning you know enjoy <laughs> yeah.
3: although it does i will say that after uh, 20 minutes of noise when Farewell starts in concert. It's definitely a lot more distinct.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could, I could definitely fucking see that. Yeah, you could segue into anything with this track. You could, you could segue into boner farting on a snare drum. That's,
2: this is that's,
3: this is where uh this is where the gong comes in. No. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier in the recording was where the
0: bong came in. Yeah, no, that was before.
1: Oh,
2: six three times
0: the weed, the weed
2: secret number. Six
0: six Pro- six weed baby.
3: <laughs> proceeds the, of the weed. The, proceeds the weedian Nazareth.
0: God damn it. I should
3: make you guys listen to dope smoker next time, no you shouldn't
0: no you should <laughs> uh, you, you got you got this one yeah like if if that's the case, I'll just like, guys, I can't make it to the next one uh i my hair my hair is hurting
3: <laughs> uh, I have to wash my cat that I don't own,
0: yeah <laughs> hmm.
2: well th- it was definitely uh. I guess I, I, I had to give this whole album, like, rating... This whole album gets, like, three stars. If it's just the first 45 minutes of this album, it's probably four stars. Yeah. Um, but just by nature of them just leaving this on, like, I, I hate it. I don't respect it. And I don't respect <laughs> you, Taylor, anymore oh, for... for, for for liking it, this it's coming not, from the it's guy not that music. I would. It's I would say it's not. Yeah, and and you know the the garbage that I listen to. It's it's not. It's not okay, fine, okay. upstanding music for fine, upstanding people.
3: Byron, in the arrow skank over the checkered pattern. That is the only thing I am saying to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: man, I haven't picked my next my album for you guys totally yet, but. But that just got put in the running. Oh um, my
1: God,
2: um, <laughs> I
3: uh, I will legit quit because that album makes me furious on a very fundamental level.
2: For the for, for those uh, for for one of the two of you who are still listening in uh, an hour later, uh, we're referencing a ska cover album. of yeah. uh, Neutral Milk Hotels in the airplane over the yeah, sea. Yeah, it's um, which I hell. think if we're talking about like uh, live to tape. Uh, is is they're they're really living it there, um, but no, I I think that yeah that's a good that's a good reference because both both of these albums I would both equate uh, both in the arrow skank over the arrow the skanking Sea or whatever that is and Boris's Pink are both three out of five uh, and that's my <laughs> my final review both of these are of the same art and quality. I would I would I would uh, say.
3: Polly, I don't think I can do a podcast with Boner in, with Byron anymore.
0: Oh jeez, oh, the band's breaking up. We're losing our guitar player. Thanks, Yoko. Son of a bitch. Uh but as far as overall album thoughts, uh I think I still prefer heavy rocks. Uh like I had heard bits and pieces of this album before. And, I I mean, I knew that I liked the production style of it. I just really love raw, gritty sounds. But even though, like, Heavy Rocks is sort of more produced and kind of tame, I I think that it is more, like, a bit more of the cohesion I kind of like to have in a a project, unless I think that there's reason for uh, an album lacking cohesion, like, you know, be it, you know thematic or just like the 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 an aesthetic kind of thing um and I, I, the the songs that i like on this album you know i keep around but like they're man fucking eight minutes of feedback really
3: <laughs> uh polly you should listen to akuma no uta i've heard which it is- i've heard it <laughs> the 30, The 32-Minute Morris yep. album yep. that only has one drone song. Yep,
0: I've heard it. <laughs> See, I do research before we do these things, and I check out other things for reference point. I heard that and was just like, <laughs> wow, I don't get it, huh?
3: <laughs> I, at
0: least specifically, I just don't get drone, I guess. I guess that's just what I, what I go for. It's like I don't get that part of them at all. Yeah.
1: Um, on a scale of pinks, raise your glass to pinks. Um, <laughs> get this party started. I give it pinks uh, one last kiss.
2: Mm. <laughs> nice. Uh,
3: I will say, I don't think it. I don't think it's my favorite Boris album. That's either Heavy Rocks or Feedbacker, but it is up there for me which is why i inflicted it on the rest of you <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I, I like it when uh we, we we take projects like that like the ones that aren't necessarily our favorites and kind of get a a, a new way to kind of look at them and get other uh, opinions on them i, I kind of <laughs> like approaching it that way because i think just like going in and throwing your favorite project at everybody like i don't know it seems kind of weird but i, I kind of like it when they're because i think when you have to look at something critically and talk about it gives you more to talk about. It gives you more meat, other than just sitting there going, "Man, I just fucking love it." Yeah, which is you know,
3: yeah, but it's also it's not me deliberately trying to hurt you guys. No, no, no. Because I
0: could that was PC Music Volume One. Oh, yeah, because that was a I practical had- joke that Byron played on us. <laughs> yeah, because I could have because I could
3: have had you guys listen to Absolute Go, which is one sixty-five minute drone song.
0: Yay, boy, old oh boy.
3: Or I could have had I could have had you guys listen to Gensho, which is the album they released this year, which is a collab with uh Merzbao, where it's half um drumless drone remixes of songs that previously were not like that, and half a solo Mersbau album that's meant to be listened simultaneously through the same speaker system.
0: Oh my god. Mm. Weird, man, artists are weird. It also oh, it oh, also oh, has a really good
3: it also has a really good cover of sometimes by my bloody valentine (laughs) that's
0: good that's a good good cover choice at least
3: you know the one that's slow sad and doesn't have any drums
0: (laughs) yep yeah makes makes uh, a lot of sense so is that is that pink ladies and gentlemen that's that's pink that's that's pink (laughs) that's pink all right (laughs) Well, Byron Halcher will be selecting the next thing that we listen to, and I'm sure that you'll hear from us in just like, I don't know, a week from now, probably. Same, same yeah. album, Listening Club Time, same album, Listening Club Channel. Yep, yep, consistent as ever. Listen to more Death Grips.